This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. I'm Jeff, that's Tom and Director Matthew. And you are you and you are with us. And that I very much appreciate. Find me on Twitter if you want, at Show. I'm sick of me already. I'm, a, I'm, I'm at a lot of places. A lot of places these days. We got two preseason football games tonight. Doesn't mean much in the big scheme of things. It is preseason, but it is football. And more signs that football is being played. And that is a good thing, a real good thing. As for as for Florida State, they are over at North Florida. And, uh, you know, this is kind of a, a no doubt a planned deal for the two days, Thursday and Friday, to be there. Um in the name of adversity, right, uh, the, the, the difficulty, um, a, a change of environs, so says Mike Norvell. I, I think, obviously, it's a, it's a chance to um, recruit, in essence, in Jacksonville. That's what this is. Uh, he'll tell you it's about, you know, it, it, he actually said, and I'm paraphrasing, well, you know, when you're on the road like this, you, you, you're out of your comfort, comfort zone and you can't control the environment. Okay. He went on to say he can't control the weather. You can't control the weather here, Mike. The, we- the weather is going to be the weather, baby. Yeah, the best you can do is practice in the mornings. <laughs> you know? That's the best you can do here. Yeah, and then yeah. you got to roll the dice. Well, he practiced in the morning over there. Yeah. Remember back in the days when they used to practice in the afternoon for fall camp and then they'd be in the Ooh. turf room? That turf room for two hours? Yeah. Yeah. It's hot as Hades. You know, I got to tell you, the indoor practice facility, which is a beautiful looking facility, Vastly superior to the University of Miami's, which is only 70 yards and looks stupid. Uh, ours looks stunningly beautiful, and, and I love it. But I would hate practicing in that. It's I would much rather practice outside. Much rather practice outside where it's blazingly hot, but I can feel a breeze every now and again. When you get in that indoor practice facility, even though it's not as hot, I feel like it's stifling. It's I hate standing there. I is hate, that right? Oh, I hate it. Oh, wow. So when we were oh, there, we were there together on Saturday for session yep. two because session Suck. two was inside. No, oh, I was happy with oh, it because. Oh, not me. <laughs> okay, well. I wanted to be outdoors. That's established? Yeah. You take one step outside from the shadows into the sun and you could feel a 25 degree difference. I was glad for the IPF on Saturday. No, man. We would have been at Hauser under the overhang in the shade. You wouldn't have been standing out there on the field. You'd have been fine. 
But as the afternoon wears on, the third baseline is where the sun starts falling. So then you you're just, would have been fine. You're man. in the sizzler. No man, I, I can't stand it. I uh, I'm not a fan. I want to be outdoors and all that. I think it's flashbacks to the one and only year I was at Etsu and we practiced in the mini dome on artificial turf and it sucked. I hated it. But that's back when artificial turf was concrete, where like they swept the nation by storm. Outdoor stadiums in beautifully temperate climates for no reason whatsoever other than maintenance. Uh, decided to throw down AstroTurf, and it ripped you to pieces. It was awful. People forget University of Florida had AstroTurf for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, you revealed that to me a few years back that yeah. you went to games with your stepdad, yeah, yeah. and that was what the field looked like. Yeah, Emmett Smith played on artificial turf. In the swamp? Are yeah. you kidding me? Mm-hmm. That's the way it used to be. Like, it, it swept the nation. People went crazy for it. They couldn't wait they, they, for whatever reason. They loved the idea of You're Astro- faster. Um, you about die of heat stroke on AstroTurf. When that sun hits that stuff, oh, my God, it's awful. I'm probably not too much about weather. The point is, Coach Norvell can't control the weather in Jacksonville or here. And he was, he was saying, well, we want to come over here somewhere where we can't control the environment and can't control the weather. Eh, you're not controlling the weather anywhere. Man, that comes with age, though. I look at weather reports more now than I ever have. It's something about my early 30s. I go to Golf Channel, and I hit up the weather. It's what I do. Well, I, I, my wife is uh, addicted to the Weather Channel, and I call her old all the time. Well, the Weather channel's fear and consumption. You don't want to do that. Of course it is. But I look at the models. Like, for example, we got the tropical storm that might be rolling through this weekend into Monday. Oh, and yeah, you know, you're going to look. I mean, that, the a cone of uncertainties sure. from Alabama all the way up to uh, through central Florida. But I'm looking at the models every five hours because I'm getting old and I'm interested in those things. I, I, I'm the opposite. In Florida in the summer, it is hot as hell every day. Florida in the summer, it is humid. Ungodly so. We have been forsaken. Every day. And at some point in Florida in the summer, in particular in Tallahassee, it's going to pour. Blinding rain, if only for two minutes, it's going to happen. That's it, that's all. You don't need to know a thing else. It's every single day. Don't even bother with the nonsense. Just go out about your life. So you don't take pride in looking at the heat index and no. saying, I was outside and it was 108 today no. in the heat index. I don't look at any of it. Oh, that's a point of pride here. I don't look at any of it. And I also stopped long ago, whether it's – and listen, I'll just say this. People get so nervous, they want you to tread lightly if you dare reveal any political leaning. This isn't a political leaning. Let me tell you something. I don't watch CNN. I don't watch Fox. I don't watch any of the non-news news stations, whether they're far left or far right. Far right. I don't watch either one at all, ever, because it's stupid. It's nonsense. But you listen to town hall news no. at the top of the hour. <laughs> I don't do any of that. I have my places where I go and I get it and I decipher it for myself and I read it and I think about it a little bit, kick it around and go about my day. I'm not going to sit here and listen to two talking heads in boxes scream at each other about nonsense. So I don't do it. None of that stuff. But that is the fear and consumption of which you speak. And my wife does this with the Weather Channel. I'm like, they're going to tell you that we're about to die, but that's not true. So I saw yesterday <laughs> a graphic retweeted into my timeline yeah. with the cone of uncertainty from the Weather Channel. Yeah, it's from but, here to Alaska. Well, yeah, it is, <laughs> but it's also all red. Oh, yeah. Of course, it's bright red. Yes, they chose red, death red. No, it can't be mauve or something like that. It right, has to it be, has to, to be, be death red. red. Yeah. Oh, my God, we're dead. Like Kane's mask at Survivor Series. You ever walk by and go, is that even a hurricane? Because when you hear them talking, you're sure it's a Category 5. 
But when I walk by, if my wife has it on, I go, is that even a hurricane? She'll go, uh, oh, no. I go, oh, no, it's not, is it? Oh, imagine that. If you're not subscribed to Warchant.com, do so today. If you're watching us on YouTube TV, thank you very much. Please do us a favor. It doesn't cost you anything to do it. It's awfully kind of you to do it, and I just would ask that you do so. If you get a chance, just click that little subscribe button to Warchant TV. It, uh, it helps. If you like our videos, uh, it helps spread the word to fellow Seminole fans. That's what it does do. Uh, and it benefits us. not going to lie to you. It benefits us greatly. So, uh I hope I hope that you can you can do that for us. Thank you very much. And uh, and for those of you that are new to the program, welcome aboard. It's great to be here on ninety three three Real Talk Radio. I am excited, uh, very excited because we are entering into what we would all agree is the best time of year. No matter who you root for, this is this is where we get to the getting, as I like to say. It's time now, baby. Every day there's something. Every like you you sit down right now, and you look if you pull up NFL, and right there in the top corner. All of the games, there they are. Look at them, waiting on you. We got a game uh, tonight, another game tonight, two games tonight, right? That's correct. I'm very intrigued, I might say, uh, about Washington and New England, and I'm very intrigued about New England, where Mac Jones is making a huge impact. Uh, and how could he not? Because Cam Newton was terrible a year ago. He was. It was tough to watch him play football a year ago. Yeah, apparently the respect has been gained by Mac Jones. I saw Adam Schefter tweet out today that he switched from the number 50 that they gave him to begin camp. Now he's at 10 mm-hmm. because he's, he's a true quarterback now. I guess he's paid, he's paid his dues, which is what Norvell is trying to do out in UNF. So today, it, in all seriousness, with what's happening at uh, practice in Jacksonville, apparently the intensity was uh, heightened and there may have been a few uh, scrapes a few, uh, as there should be in a football camp, by the way. When you're practicing football and it's 100 degrees, you're angry. I remember this vividly. I'll remember it on my deathbed. Uh, it's it's difficult. You just putting on the pads. I don't care if you love the game or not. You have to love the game at this point. If you're still playing like these kids are at this level, uh, you have to sacrifice so much day to day to do so. So there has to be a real passion and love for the game. It, it, it just has to exist. It's very rare. It does exist, but it is very rare that you find anybody playing at this level who aspires to, let's say, go to the pros, who doesn't have a real love for the grind, who doesn't have a real love and a commitment to the sacrifice that it takes as a student athlete because you've got to get your workout in, you got to do your film study, you got to go out there and take the heat, take the pain that comes with getting hit every day, and then you got to go to class. And you got to buckle up and get those grades. And you got to study at night. And you got to go to bed. And you got to get up at the ass crack of dawn the next morning and do it again. And so there has to be a love and commitment. But that said, it is without question extremely annoying the moment you put those shoulder pads on, the moment you put the bottoms on, uh, and and you are geared up for war. Right? Go out and you're gonna you're gonna get after it. And you put that helmet on, and it's hot and sticky and humid, and you're just frustrated because now you're running and you're jumping and you're hitting and you're thinking, could I just not be doing this right now? But you have to. You have to get past that. But what it leads to invariably is punching. Somebody gets hit. Because it's the little things, Tom. It's the guy at practice that wants to finish every one of the blocks with a little hand to your chin. He's that guy because there's always that guy. 
Like, we can't just have this drill with you hitting me, me hitting you, understanding that we have to do this to make each other better. You want to give me a little what for at the end of every one of these drills, do you? At some point, I'm going to punch you in the neck. This is what's going to happen. And, you know, the guy, you know, listen, we're not going to the ground today. I just got hit to the ground today. I have a problem with that. Let's not let that happen again. Bam! Happens again. It's on. Here we go. I told you not to do that. And it's the same player who did it to you. <laughs> and no other player that's paired yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, Nobody yeah. else has this issue. Yeah. Only me and you. Yeah. So I have to get paired with you. So this is it's what it's what happens. It's it's you expect it, but if there's a passion and if there is a focus and an intensity requisite of every football practice and every team climbing to try to achieve something of note, then you're gonna get these and coaches sometimes will pretend that it bothers them. It doesn't bother. It doesn't bother. They want that. They want to see that as long as somebody's not cheap-shotting somebody or you get into an all-out Donnybrook. You can't have that. I've seen that. You can't have guys, like, throwing haymakers trying to kill somebody. But, you know, you get in a little little tussle like Jackson West did the other day. My man Jackson West got himself into a tussle. I'm glad you brought him to the Seminole Headlines audience as well yeah. on Tuesdays that you can catch right here on War Chant TV and Real Talk 93.3 in Tallahassee. Yeah. But I'm glad that you broke out the accent as well for Jackson West. He got himself into a tussle. A tussle the other day. He made it from one side of town <laughs> to the other. Yes, he did. Frequency different, but Jackson West, all the same. Jackson West, we'll get into a tussle from time to time. I ain't one not to tussle. He was known. Day I step foot on campus, I let it be known. I'll tussle. So that's 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 good. That's what we get. Uh, you're gonna get some tussles from time to time. And he got into one the other day in the indoor practice facility. I thought that's good. Like it. That's what I want to see. Our tight end room has been garbage for some time now. We need somebody to give him some toughness. And I think between him and what you have with Wilson coming back off the Achilles, you may have a little bit of toughness to you. That we haven't had. Because Cam McDonald's basically a wide receiver. He's just a big wide receiver. He doesn't block for nothing. So that's kind of what you have there. You need some guys to step up in that room. You need some receivers to step up. On the whole, our options for the quarterback have got to improve. It's an area of grave concern going into the season. Uh, But I do think there's hope there. Just like I think there's hope at a lot of these position groups where we're monitoring, obviously, uh, the competition. where Where we're getting after it. Where we're watching guys, and that is so Mike Norvell and staff. When you're going about the process of flipping uh, a program from where we've been, which is sadly very, very near or at the bottom of the Atlantic Division in the ACC, you've got to not only raise the level of talent on your roster by recruiting exceptionally well, and they appear to be in the process of doing that right now, which is something that buoys us all as Florida State fans. But you've also got to create real competition on a daily basis, which ups the level of intensity and gets guys to ratchet up focus, to ratchet up their physicality, to ratchet up the day-to-day operation. Because that then produces, obviously, the very best of that bunch who emerge at each position group. And when you don't have great competition because you have a lack of talent or depth of talent, and you don't have great focus or uh, a leader, in this case Mike Norvell and staff, demanding it of you, well, then you see the lackluster nonsense that we've seen for the last several years. And I do think, and I teased this yesterday when I talked about the quarterbacks at the end of the show, and I said there's a big but. I carried it over to today. How about that? The longest tease ever. A full show-to-show tease. Run out of time in this segment, too. What are we going to do? 
We'll talk about it next. Oh! On the Jeff Cameron Show here on Real Talk 93.3 and War Chant TV. Like and subscribe, kiddos. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply i like our new graphic on warchant tv music in progress sound returns soon and it's me with headphones. It's a me. <laughs> oh, man. So I mentioned it a moment ago, quarterback play. Let's get back to it for a second. Every day you go to practice. I shouldn't say every day. Almost every practice. I kind of teased this yesterday. Almost every practice you walk away and you go, you know, a couple observations about the quarterback room. Let's start with one that's kind of, just a, a sidebar because it really doesn't affect anything. Maybe not initially, not this year. Maybe it will next year. Maybe it will the year after. And that is Tate Rodemaker, if we're talking total package, we're talking about athleticism, talking about accuracy. The Rodemaker. <laughs> if you're talking about the overall uh, physical attributes and abilities uh, at quarterback, you kind of walk away from every practice anyhow, like when they're not in 11-on-11 11 11, and they're not in a spring game, but they're just kind of throwing around, one-on-ones, seven-on-seven. The driving range, so to speak. My man is Ranger Rick. If you were to go and hit next to him on the range and you thought you were going to have to compete against him, you'd be intimidated because you'd say, man, he makes good contact every single time. That's a, that's a good-looking swing right there. That's repeatable. Problem is, of course, we've seen him. We've seen him in, now. He was in an unfair situation. He got out there in those two games. He was terrible. I mean, awful. I think he's responsible for the worst interception I've ever seen in the history of college football. And, I mean, that interception, that pick six, that was something. I mean, he's staring right at the dude. It was crazy. Trying to think of a better one, but Ooh, it's, it's, it's tough. tough. It's, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. But anyhow, it was terrible. It might be a little bit of a hyperbole on my part, but it, it wasn't pretty. Uh, but again, he was in a tough situation. I'm not going to judge the kid for that. I'm just that's a sidebar. I'm just noting that. But he was terrible in the spring game, and they were furious with him in the spring game. He wouldn't throw the ball. He now, wouldn't get rid of the ball. How would you know that? <laughs> how would you know yeah. that they were furious? Well, it was something, man. I was on the headset and I heard every word uh, that our <laughs> offensive coordinator had to say. Well, and the thing is, that's not any news because the Norvell face when he looked at. Rotomaker, the Rotomaker, the Rotomaker uh, during the spring game. That was caught on TV for all to see. So everybody saw the fury. That's not inside knowledge. You're not breaking any trust there. No, they, they no, were not no. pleased. They were oh, not they were happy. furious. They were furious. He wouldn't throw the ball. He was frozen. Get rid of it. It's there. Throw the damn ball. He wouldn't. That was the nice language uh, that I used. Uh, hearing them was something special. 
not for the uh, squeamish. Anyhow, I hope that he gets past that. I hope that he develops and does pull the trigger when his time is called, if it ever happens, because I think he's got real skill. I think he's got a skill set that we could use down the line. Who knows? Obviously, with Duffy coming in, we, we may never see Rodemaker play quarterback here. For that matter, we may never see Chubba Purdy play quarterback here. I don't know. Uh, but I do think it'll be at least a real competition because the skills are there, and that would, that'll, be, that'll help us long term. Obviously, he's not starting this year. So the, the two quarterbacks, Mackenzie Milton and Jordan Travis, the only two that are really competing for the job. If you just go by practice, if you go day-to-day by practice, um, listen, you, there's no way you would walk away up to this point. And obviously I wasn't there in Jacksonville today, so I don't know. Right, right. But Jordan Travis typically has the better practices. He typically has the better practices, and a lot of times it's not close. But but we've learned from where he was at UCF, if you talk to coaches and players over there, and I have, and if you were at the spring game, then you know he's a different guy when the lights turn on. And some players are like that. Some guys just aren't really good practice players. They have a hard time ratcheting up the necessary focus. Now, that's not a big deal per se if you know they can do it in a game and they've done it in a game and you know that's who they are they'll turn it on when the game happens but it is difficult when it's a quarterback as opposed to a right guard because the guy has the ball in his hand all the time he's running your drills your offense but also he is by definition as a quarterback the leader of your football team he has to be quarterbacks have to be great leaders invariably they are there's a certain alpha to all quarterbacks that they wanted to be a quarterback to begin with. Most of them have been most of their lives. And they take control of teams. And if you don't have a good leader at quarterback, C.D. Andre Francois, then you've got real problems. That guy has to make good decisions. That guy has to be the leader of your team day to day, game to game, week to week, month to month, year to year. So why do I bring all that up? Well, It's weird to me because I think deep down, and we'll see. I could be wrong. This is my opinion. But I think deep down, they they probably believe that Mackenzie Milton is their guy this year. Okay? But you have to tell your team when you choose the quarterback that, you know, basically you chose him because you thought he was the best in a so-called competition. Well, there's a good chance he wasn't. There's a good chance he was not day-to-day the best on that practice field. And you have to hope, then, that the players don't look at that and go, hey, does practice not mean anything? This is something that Ira and I talked about in a video on Warchain TV a couple weeks ago. How much would uh, would Jordan Travis have to beat Mackenzie Milton by to win the job? Because if it's close, you, you're going to go with the grad transfer who has the bona fides. In college Who's football. put up huge Who's numbers up in huge big numbers. games against Power 5 teams. Exactly right. Like You have to do that. So how much would Jordan Travis need to beat him by? But then there's one other thing. They're on Saturdays. We can't see them. Actually, one's on a Saturday, one's on a Sunday. It's the only thing that they won't let us into as media. Scrimmages. That's another thing. That's an, that's If you're waiting the grade for fall camp, kind of like it was a, a semester in college or high school, right, and exams count for something and projects count for something, the waiting on the scrimmage would count for a lot more, right, than, say, a single practice. It would probably be three or four practices worth if you're trying to determine who won a job. Yeah, like if McKenzie yes, yes, outperforms Jordan in a, in a scrimmage – you would have to weight that much heavier than, well, Tuesdays seem to go to Travis every week, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would. Look, I, I'm just going to tell you, I think barring 
a disastrous turn of events in camp, Mackenzie Milton is going to start the season as the number one. That's what I believe. Nobody's told me that. Norvella certainly not indicated that. That's what I believe. I think he'll be the guy. Disastrous or wondrous? Because well, right. If, if Jordan, Jordan Travis continues takes to come you know, massively, yeah, yes, it would be shocking to see that kind of progression. Jordan Travis has progressed. Don't get me wrong. Uh, he doesn't need. I don't mean this condescendingly, and he doesn't need my approval. But what I would tell you, I'm proud of that kid, man. He has stayed in the fight. He has worked. Uh, he has to see the writing on the wall for this year. Come on now. He's gone to a different stratosphere in your mind, though, right? Last year, you thought no way, no how, but now he's he's at least gone to a place where he's yeah. You got to earn it to beat him for yeah. a job, right? I need rather him. than just show up. Yeah, and I think that's gonna be, that bodes really well for the year after this one. It really does bode well for that quarterback room and for this program as a whole. And I I really respect him, and uh, not that I didn't before, but I I think it's hard when you probably in the back of your mind kind of know that Mackenzie Milton didn't come here to sit, and they didn't bring him in here to sit. Okay, so they brought him in because they thought they needed to bring somebody in because if you're Jordan Travis, you got to think, I wasn't good enough. I would argue, and you certainly could, and maybe he thinks about it this way, he just wasn't healthy enough. He's, he's never healthy. But I also don't think he's a terribly uh, effective uh, passer from the pocket, on time, in rhythm, thrower of the football into tight windows. That's not who he is. He's a playmaker, an unbelievable one, but he is improving greatly as a passer. He really is. He's throwing a much better ball, more consistently. That's good news long-term. Off the cap to Jordan Travis. I think it's very impressive what he's doing right now. That's an important note because for the audience that came with us from one place to the next, that, that's a development in your mind. You know, Maybe some of us in the media, other than you, have left a door open for the possibility. Your door was not ajar. It was maybe just a crack open. Mm. But now it seems like the door is open for the possibility that Jordan Travis could develop into a player that we like, not just as a gadget, but maybe yeah, in a yeah, year yeah. or two yeah. as, as a solution at the position. For him to work, he's got to be a better passer in obvious passing downs. For him to work and be your guy on third and seven, I need to know that he can beat somebody. He can beat a defense with his arm, not his legs. That's great. We know he can do that. I need you to be able to throw the ball into a relatively tight window when opposing defenses know you're going to be throwing the ball. Not broken plays, scramble around, throw it downfield, but one, two, three, get the ball out right now. It's sudden, it's accurate, first down, keep the chains moving, let's go. Woo! All right. Have a little donation from our friend Eric. Eric. Angel doing and the right little. thing. It's a, it's a welcome one. Thank you. He's just saying hi, and he says that he watches Golf Channel and uh, Weather Channel all the damn time, too. 23 days till kickoff. Thanks, Eric. Do appreciate that immensely. Um, so I just... Uh, for me, uh, I, I think some good things are going on in that room. It's an interesting dilemma, if you want to call it a dilemma, where a coach has to pick a kid who routinely gets outplayed in practice. But football people know, and the, the guys on the chat are right, Jameis wasn't a very good practice player. And Jimbo would talk about that all the time, and then obviously we know what he did when the lights came on. He was having none of it. That's how the story went with Coker, right? That particular what, season. Uh, he said that. I, well, you agonized over it, he said. Those were his words Those behind the scenes. Those are his words. I don't know that that's <laughs> accurate. But uh, it, he said that off the record. That doesn't do anybody good. You know, if he said that publicly that he agonized, he could say that's ah, probably false. But Well, if we're going to do the thing where, and this is. And this is not that, that caliber of a battle, by no, the way. Let's, no, let's no. put that out there, too. I want to say this. This <laughs> is the weirdest part. 
of uh, that relationship that I had with Coach Fisher. Off-the-record comments were also equally puzzling at times for a guy who without question is one of the best at assessing talent down the line. So Jimbo could go to a high school tomorrow. He was the best I've ever seen at doing this. And look at a sophomore, even though he was there to look at a senior, and he could watch a practice and he could turn to you and say, that's the most talented kid they have at the position. He's not starting because he's a sophomore, but he's going to be the best of the bunch, and here's why. And boom, 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 boom. And he would talk about everything from body type, the available muscle mass to be put on, quick feet, jump step, whatever it might be if we're talking running backs. right? He would do that. And yet, if not for an injury, Dalvin Cook was a backup, according to Jimbo. Without the injury against Syracuse, we don't see Dalvin Cook the starter, which is crazy. How is that even possible? They love this Mario Pender, But man. what is he looking at? What is he? I mean, Dalvin Cook is one of the best to ever do well, it. What I, is he doing? I couldn't believe it. I still can't. Bucks play this week, and that game may get moved up. Look around NFL camps momentarily. Quarterbacks on the mind today because there's some young ones making an impact right off the bat. And dare I say we may see several rookies start when they weren't slated to. I'm kind of excited about this. I think there's a chance in Chicago, even though they've said they're committed to the Red Rocket. I'm not so sure about that right now. Uh, I know coaches like to buy themselves time. That's something to think about. And then, you know, as we mentioned and alluded to, Mac Jones is apparently impressive. There is a guy that's not impressing right now. I'll talk about him as well. That's next, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Time gets If you're watching us on YouTube TV, thank you. Do us a favor. Remember to hit the thumbs up and subscribe to WarChant TV. Likes on our videos, as I said earlier, help spread the word. Uh, And I would note that uh, if you hit the bell after subscribing to be notified anytime we go live or offer up more of our great content, all from WarChant.com, you'll be better off for it. Your life will be better. We've got football. I mentioned a moment ago stuff that's happening around the NFL. And I think it's cool anytime the younger quarterbacks begin to get some play. Uh, you know, I, I don't know where you stand on this, Tom. The modern assessment of quarterbacks and the way this works. Let me let me give you two things here. It's crazy. It's so different. And and I could do this a lot because I'm now officially old. But I will tell you, it's 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 done a 180. From when I was a kid watching football, your team drafts a player at quarterback. Everybody gets excited and knows that in two to three years they'll see him. That's kind of how that was. Like maybe in a couple of years you'll see this guy. With very few exceptions, most of the time you were going to wait. You are going to wait and let him develop. They were going to be behind a veteran. Usually that veteran was established and you kind of thought, okay, well, I guess Danny White will be sitting behind Roger Staubach for the next six years before we see him. That's the way that's going to work. But it was a reason to stick around for a preseason game, second half of it, or a blowout. Either way. Either way. Yeah. Also – Starting quarterbacks around the league weren't so uh, delicate. Their sensibilities weren't easily uh, offended or breached. They could handle, if they were having a bad day or the team was getting blown out, getting pulled, and it was not you know, a besmirching of their overall talents or what was going to happen moving forward. It was just, hey, have a seat. We're down 30 in the third quarter. We ain't coming back. Let's get Johnny in here and see what he can do. But a lot of quarterbacks now, if you do that, they're furious. You know, they're offended. Everybody's offended so easily. So, you know, that, how that works. Agree. That happened then, too. 
I mean, Montana didn't want to help Young, and Favre didn't want to help but, any of the well, five predecessors. But, but what I would say is if you're Joe Montana and you see Steve Young, you know Steve Young, who goes on to be a Hall of Famer, I might right, say, right. has real ability. Yeah, like, yeah. dude can play, <laughs> as opposed to Jordan Love or something like that. You know, we got a guy. Yeah, if you're Montana, you're thinking, Steve Young will be faster than me now when he's 60. He'll yeah. still be faster <laughs> than me. So, uh, really quick, though. What's different is now, I feel like, and it's not blanketly true, it's it's not unilaterally true, but I'll tell you something, Tom. Now, if you draft a quarterback and my man doesn't get talked about in any positive way, shape, or form, he's just largely ignored. Like, he's here, he's there. The way Green Bay ignored Jordan Love last year, now mm-hmm. you're not going to bench Aaron Rodgers for Jordan Love. My point is, you didn't even know Jordan Love was on the team. You couldn't find him. Like, you never saw him standing around in a uniform. Now, I've said that a lot. I'm not bringing that up to pick on him again because you're going to see him now. He's going to play in this preseason game. He's going to start for the Packers. I was going to say, you know, even last year, if you talked to Jordan Love too much, if you were the Packers coaching staff, Aaron might have gotten ruffled. Hey, I hurt his feelings a little bit. Too much talking to Jordan. More talk to me. Yeah. Now, shut up. Less (laughs) talky-talky. But, but so, hey, so as an aside, though, I bring this up because you're already hearing about each of the young quarterbacks. And as of yesterday, now it turned around today, but as of yesterday, the Jets weren't real impressed with Zach Wilson. Now his answering of the questions about that, 100% spot on, thank you very much for saying that. It's ridiculous. I know it's the New York media but they're asking him about the interceptions in practice. And he said, well, I'm taking risks in practice that I wouldn't take in the game because that's the time to take the risk to find out what you can get away with in this league. I've never played here before. I'll take a chance on a 50-50 ball to see, A, if my receiver can make that play. B, just how quick are these corners and safeties on closing? i got to find that out. I'm a rookie. So I'll throw that interception. Duly noted, he can get there. Got it. Good job. That's the answer. That's the right answer. That'll shut people up. Our guy Jameis is still testing linebackers. <laughs> still testing to see how fast they are. In particular, to his left side. That's correct. For whatever reason, mm-hmm. to his left side, he really wants to be sure that they can get there because they can. He needs another 30. I guess they still can yeah, get there. In an obvious passing down, if we could go out to a live wagering place, right, and, and you're watching the Saints game this year, you just – you might want to hit linebacker interception if there's a prop for that at, like, plus 5,000. Just keep hitting it. It's eventually going to pay off. So I bring all this up to tell you that, of course, the Bears declined Mitchell Trubisky's fifth-year option, even though they drafted him number two in 2017. Can you believe that was 2017? No. that fast? I remember sitting next to you for that draft because they traded up one spot and gave up a ton to do it. To get Trubisky, and they'll never live it down. Anyhow, I say this to say that, or I say that to say this, more appropriately, he is, of course, with the Bills as a backup now. He's just going to collect some checks. Good life for him, right? Quote, at first I wanted to go to a spot where I would get the opportunity to compete for a starting position. Yes, I'm sure you did. But the right situation didn't come up. The opportunity wasn't there. Yes, that's correct. Nobody brought you in to try to win the job. They didn't want you for that. That's why the opportunity didn't present itself. It wasn't like happenstance. Nobody thinks of you as a starting quarterback. They just wanted a backup. So you had to dash those dreams immediately, my man. 
So I looked at the next best thing where I could continue to develop and progress to become a better player in person. And I fell into this organization, and I loved it ever since I came to Buffalo. It's nice to be part of a team and be somewhere where people want you. And get the hell out of here with this. Cry me a river nonsense. This is a business. This is the way it works, my man. You get drafted at number two. You come in, high expectations by definition, as the number two pick in the draft. You stink, and they move on. That's how this all works. You were wanted. They traded for you. Yeah, they That's didn't, the definition of wanted. They didn't say, ah, uh, I guess Johnny just trade up and take him at two. Some thought went into this. They actually decided that you were their guy. We don't want him, but we're going to trade up to get him at two, and, and San Francisco is going to walk away with a king's ransom for one spot of a change. Yeah, it was funny to hear that quote, and all I'm saying is you had four years. You weren't good. They wanted you for three, any maybe mo- two and a half. Any more, my point would be that these young guys, and we're hearing about them again, they come in, and if they're going to be good, I'm not saying they're they're just because you hear nice things about somebody in camp that they're guaranteed to go on to have a 10-year career as a starter in the NFL. But I am saying this these days. If you're not hearing some positive buzz about a player picking up the scheme pretty quickly, making some nice throws, getting along with teammates, having some good reps, maybe even a scrimmage or two, if you're not hearing that in year one, it's time to get a little nervous. It, it, just a little nervous is all I'm saying. Because anymore, listen to what they're saying in Chicago right now about Justin Fields. They can't stop talking about him every day. The players, the players are talking about him. Not the coaches. Yeah, that's not important. The, the, players the players are talking about him. Yeah. The players are talking about Mac Jones mm-hmm. in New England. Now, it might be because he can throw a forward pass. I mean, yeah. obviously, yeah. last year you had a guy who's playing. Listen, Cam's hurt. He's he's dinged up. He's never been. He hasn't been right in three years. But the point is, he he's not the guy we once saw win an MVP. He's a guy that's a shell of himself. Mac comes in there and throws the ball down the field, anticipatory throws, and runs that offense from the pocket, and they go, oh, because they're not seeing it every day. It but can the, look like this? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. But anyhow, uh, the point would be a lot of buzz on him as well. Obviously, they love Trevor in Jacksonville. They're talking about him every day, and he's going to start from day one. But the, you're not hearing things about Zach Wilson, and that makes me nervous if uh, you're a Jets fan. So here's what I'd ask you then. Most pressure on any of the quarterbacks. Is it the rookies class, any of the rookies you want, who has more pressure on them? Those guys or... Tua in Miami. Tua, by far, because we saw enough of Tua last year to make you want Fitzpatrick to start every game. Yeah, even by week 16, you're saying, wrong guy's in. Yeah, well, Go get Fitz. Yeah, we're trying to win. We're trying to go to the playoffs here, my man. Keep Fitz out there. And I dare say, Fitz has turned into a middle-of-the-road quarterback in the league. That's what he is. He's a middle-of-the-road quarterback. He had a great year last year, but he's a middle-of-the-road beloved quarterback by all his teammates everywhere he's ever been. But he's not a great player. He's just a middle-of-the-road quarterback in the NFL. Who can get hot, and oh, now yeah, he's yeah. got an elite defense. Oh, no, no. That Washington did the right thing. They that did the right team thing. Is, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're pretty mm-hmm. good. But, you know, look, Fitzpatrick is not – he ain't winning the Super Bowl, my friend. But the point would be this. When, when you're not hearing about the rookie or, in this case, Tua's situation had Miami fans a year ago longing for Fitzpatrick – then you get nervous. So he's under a lot of pressure because they've gave they've given him weapons. He's got weapons. He better play decent this year. He can't be go look at those check down numbers. My man refused to go down the field. Now he that was a tough situation. 
COVID year again yep. and learning the offense and different. Per- yeah, I got it. It's nearly impossible. Let's yeah. find out what happens. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm I'm telling you, Miami fans are nervous. I agree. They should be because they have more evidence to consider at the professional level. But still, when you consider the self-loathing of the Jets market, Sam Darnold just flamed out there for injury purposes or whatever. Adam Gase, you name it, you name the reason. Still, they drafted him in the first round. It didn't work out. And then you've got the Chicago market that's been yearning for a quarterback for generations. Hey. So they they come with all of their own unique pressures. I agree that Tua has the most, but I, I think Fields is even feeling it. No. It's a honeymoon period, but Chicago as a market, they've been begging for a quarterback since most of these fans have been born. Oh, well, yes. There's Every no- single one of them. They yeah. could be 80 years old or 20 years old. They want a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. They have – McMahon was their last good quarterback. I mean, that's And it. was he – well, I mean that team. You saw him, I, you know, I, yeah, I watched. But. Yeah, he was, he was, he was decent. I mean, he did what he was supposed to do. I mean, right? Like, listen, if you're a, back then, though, it was different. You, if you had a dominant defense and you had a one of the greatest running backs to ever play, well, I mean, play to your defense, run the football, and then throw off a play action and don't screw it up. So he did that, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that you're doing your job. And Fields is so dynamic. They they see a guy running around and he's athletic. They're like, oh, what is this? Clutch my pearls. We got a guy that can move a little bit. I know Mitchell Trubisky could move, but the other parts of the game left him befuddled. That's a toughie. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You don't get this every day. But I'm about to present to you a uh, reason to... uh, (laughs) It's, it's really not, but somewhat a reason to find light, a glimmer of hope, uh, due to, in some cases, the pandemic. How about that, Tom? Bet you didn't think you'd hear me say that. The pandemic can provide hope. Yeah, here's uh, the, the, your sports viewing experience has benefited. Lots of things have. I mean, we, we've, we, technology helped turn the corner. Things got ratcheted up, and folks had to acclimate, obviously, uh, because of uh, because of the pandemic. And we're not going back. I don't know if you read in the Tampa Times the article about you know the Rays were kind of at the forefront with this. Um, they estimated that going cashless—that's one of the things that has happened. People now, now pretty much anywhere you go, you're cashless because they want to lessen, you know. Items touched in transactions in that way. So they went cashless, and it cut transaction times in half. You're saving time. And the University of Florida moving towards mobile-only tickets. Uh, now they've, they've, they've got the – A, they did it because it reduces fraud, and it increases efficiency. So they're, they're doing that all around the country. That's happening now. Uh, the plans are for that to be here, too, at some point. I know that as well. Just get rid of the tickets, the handheld tickets. Now, people will miss holding on to ticket stubs near and dear to their heart, just like I miss going out to my driveway and picking up the newspaper. 
I dearly miss newspapers. I, I absolutely do. I, I mean, I know you can still get them, but they're a shell of themselves. And Indeed I miss, they are. I miss going out there with my coffee in my robe and grabbing my newspaper, mosey on back in, sit down on the couch or at the coffee table and read my paper. I'm going to do it again. Just like vinyls made a return, I'm going to do this with newspapers. But also, uh, I would note that um, these digital tickets are easy to exchange and the efficiency rate continues to be great. They cut down on the lines. This is all happening. That's something that came from COVID. Now, the one downside is, and I really do realize this, we are effectively tracked all over every venue, everything we do, because digitally they're monitoring you. And if a team knows your purchase history, they'll send you promotions, for example, to let you know, uh, hey, look at your phone. We got half off that pretzel you love so much right now. They got me. They got you. I'm in. That's why I use the example. I am in. They got you. Good stadium pretzel. Forget about it. You're a pretzel dude anyhow. I am a pretzel Every time we go to Bumpers, you grab a big-ass pretzel. The giant pretzel. It's huge. Yep. Then the Uncle Sal. That's a one-two combo from the heavens. (laughs) You can always judge a place, too, by their pretzel bites. Some places, like, lather it with butter, and that's no good. You got to take some pride in your pretzels. Yeah, I don't know where that comes from. Your love of pretzels, that's fine. They're okay. They're just an add-on to me. Oh. I don't I don't view them as the a delicacy. Uh, you you look at a pretzel like this is okay. Do you have a go-to appetizer? Any nope. anything shrimp related. Okay. Well. Well, also anything with cheese. Now, you don't, you know, right, yeah. if you just smother, you could smother cardboard with cheese and I'd be like, that's pretty good. That's that's not bad actually. Tonight at Pizza Hut. <laughs> So I, I will give you that. I will tell you that, uh, on the whole, uh, cheese, well, I think most people feel this way. I know you, you're a little unique in your taste, but... A little. I mean, uh, butter and cheese. You, if you have something with butter, something with cheese, you're going to be all right. Hour number two is forthcoming. Stay with Chef Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Like and subscribe. We'll be back with you in a moment. 